are on. Good morning. Good morning. Always Thank starting you. out with great energy. That's the way to go. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, awesome. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Coffee Time with Marie Teresa CPA. Um, if you are a returning uh, um, a viewer or, or a listener, uh, welcome back. We love having you here. If you are new to the show, welcome as well. Please give us a hands up or a, I just something fell. <laughs> uh, please give us a hands up or a thumbs up in the chat so we know you are new. And understandably that if you're a listener, we won't be able to see that. But you can always give us a like on that little uh, audio thing. So uh you know we know you are one of our new followers um you know always i like to tell everyone to please go ahead and subscribe like the channel uh, or the page you are following us on and listening to us uh we go live every thursday 10 o'clock eastern time 10 a.m eastern time on, on on our facebook page on our youtube page and our linkedin page uh i am your host marie teresian i'm a cfo and auditor a, C a certified public accountant and a chartered global management accountant I use my proprietary methodology, Valuation MT, to help business owners that uh, achieve their first million to 10x their profits. I've also created an e-course to match with that. So if you're still in the beginning stages and you just want to go through the course, that's available to you on the profitlab.biz slash programs. Um, I am a Grant Cardone licensee and I coach businesses in uh, sales, marketing and uh, money mindset. Um, you know, I have full access to grants materials, so I'm excited to be your coach. Uh, you can also find those uh, at the profitlab.biz slash pricing and plans. Um, I've authored a couple of books, The Complete Guide to Business Growth and The Business Owner's Guide to Operational Accounting. You, are, you have access to those books on the profitlab.biz slash shop. Um, so we don't have any webinars for you to attend this week. Uh, we are uh, working on, on some other items, but as always, I'm excited to have on my show my featured guest, my tax colleague, um, Pedro Gonzalez, CPA. Hi, Pedro. Good, Good morning. morning. Good morning, Marie. <laughs> Good it's morning. A it it is a morning. good Thursday. It is a good Thursday. Yes. Yes. It's a very good Thursday. Uh, I had a very exciting start in my day. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, you know, yes. Uh, it, <laughs> it, it is uh, it is an interesting times, uh, you know, and we'll be discussing a couple of things today. So but uh, just to get started, uh, Pedro Gonzalez, uh, CPA, your business and tax strategist uh, here to help uh, our clients uh, uh, reduce taxation. You know, what I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a topic. I don't know. It's in a lot of people's mind. Uh, oh, yeah. Improve our cash flow and develop uh, exit strategies. Like I have said many, many times, cash flow is the lifeblood of any business, regardless of size and industry number, and then uh, exit. We're all gonna exit. It's just gonna depend on how we're gonna exit. So we're, we're uh, here to help you in on those uh, different areas of your business to achieve your financial goals. Absolutely. Um, yep, just chatting away here with some of our viewers uh, <laughs> live. Um, so yeah, a, a quick uh, summary of some of the uh, uh, you know subjects we've covered before. Um, we've covered you know financial analysis. We've covered employee tax uh, retention credit. 
Um, as uh, Pedro mentioned, we've covered a whole series on tax planning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've talked about uh, IRS audit versus financial audits. And these are actually IRS audits are going to be coming down, down the pipeline. Yeah. We've mentioned yeah. that quite a few yeah. times. So yeah. please make sure to go back and check some of those episodes. Um, we've talked about ethical standards. Um, we've talked about uh, partnership related sales, you know, partnership related agreements. So the, very important to, to business owners to know this type of stuff. Um, one of the recent conversations we had was how to how to recession proof your real estate business. And last week, we specifically talked about the Inflation Reduction Act, which passed in the Senate at um, August 7. And I think, Pedro, we were one of the first people to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you that the people need to be, uh, you know, uh, this podcast has... Uh, uh, I gotta give you kudos. I mean, you're bringing uh, uh, up-to-date information, uh, and I hope other people appreciate that and be uh, logging in so they can see the the new information. And since the last meeting, now it's law. So the bill was not only passed but also signed by uh, the president. So now it's law. So this is important. So stay up uh, with us because yeah. now it's no longer an speculation. Now it's a, it's official. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, we talked about it last last Thursday and, and how fast it passed. And yeah, now yeah. everybody has to go <laughs> crazy yeah. trying to keep up. And uh, the interesting thing is that, you know, this week I suddenly saw oh, a bunch of, you know, a few other accountants that are on social media finally talk about it. And, uh, you know, Florida, Florida Institute of CPAs, you know, just pushing a webinar like, fast fast to talk about it so like i was i was actually surprised that we were one of the early people talking yeah, about it yeah. so it was exciting very exciting but at the same time this is now a law and people really have to take things seriously mm-hmm. and uh, we are here to help we are here to help so uh today's conversation and and by the way guys we will most probably bring that conversation back there's going to be a lot more to talk about on on that specific law uh but for today's conversation we're going to talk about capital gains. And Pedro is going to walk us through that conversation. So there's a lot of key things that he wants to cover. So Pedro, please take take us through the capital gains journey. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, and this is something that also is going to be a, a topic of conversation because of the fact of, especially here in, in South Florida, the, the residential real estate market uh, still uh, pretty high in what is happening that is going to be significant unrealized gains that are being uh, piling up for many homeowners and uh which is it's good you know if you're if you're ready to sell but then mm-hmm. what about the tax implications so uh i was uh, since the last podcast that we had last week i've been approached by two individuals referred to me for consultation uh one was a single woman another one was a a, a married couple and so he brought to my attention and I, you know, this is why I wanted kind of to talk to you about this and, and, and to the audience. Uh, the, there is a, a general uh, uh, understanding of the of the rules because, you know, again, you Google it, you, you hear about the 250,000 exclusion, the $500,000 exclusion. You, you kind of know that there is a, a two year uh, uh, that you have to have used and lived on, on the property. In, in the last five years however within that that's kind of the macro you know uh kind of view now you have to dive in into the tax code 
to find out that there's uh, in situations that you think you qualify, you, you actually don't qualify. And in situations where you thought that you don't qualify, you actually qualify. So That's I have two uh, simple scenarios here that were presented. I kind of uh, have to kind of brush it up a little bit and simplify it. Uh, but I thought I'd to share it because I think it, it's going to be uh, it's going to be useful for some of the, the people in this audience. Now, the, the general rule is, uh, as we have already mentioned, that there's one test that has to be met, and that's uh, what we hear about the ownership and use test, uh, that you have to uh, have uh, owned the property uh, and used it for at least two years out of the last five. And again, I'm making it very simple. I'm not going to go into mm -hmm. all the, the, right, right, right. The, the specific, but at least that, that gives an idea of what is happening now. Of however, uh, <clears throat> something that does not get mentioned in uh, uh, in that in that conversation is that the ownership and, and use uh, requirement are based on the, uh, the total number of days and months. What does that mean? What it means is that uh, it doesn't have to be continuous periods. Uh, you know, when you're thinking of two years, it could be periods of time during that five-year spectrum mm -hmm. that that add up to two years. So it could be, you know, blocks of time. And, that, and this is also important for people that don't live here permanently in, in, in Florida. And it happens that you're going to find situations where a homeowner might actually qualify for two properties as uh, for the exclusion at the same time. You know, somebody mm -hmm. that lives in the Northeast and, and, sure. and shares time here in South Florida. So it's because of the number of days and, and, and months that he or she lives in, in each state. And it, it ends up being that this individual can choose which of the property I'm going to use exclusion. Understood. And this is where I think tax planning helps, right? So you right. can kind of yeah. figure it out ahead of time which one you want to take advantage of, correct? Exactly. Instead of doing exactly. it last minute. Exactly. Because uh, there is... Uh, and I'm not gonna dive in into this uh, specifically, but basically sure. there's a, what a, a, what we call the anti-recycling rule. You know, meaning that that you can you cannot take the the the, the exclusion. Uh, in you know, so if you take one, you have to wait a two-year period before you can take another one. So that, like you said, the, the importance of tax planning because if you qualify for two properties, you gotta choose where to maximize my tax benefit. Right. Uh, because I cannot I cannot immediately sell one and let's say in, an, in another year, sell the next one and thinking I, I have another exclusion because I already met the requirements. You, you see what I'm right. saying? Right. So, that makes yeah, sense. You're right. Yes. I, I think that that's a great way to plan for the future. If, if someone has multiple properties, whether they're commercial or personal, if they want to sell it in, in different ways, it's to it's better to sit down with you and plan how what's the best way to sell and make the most out of those exclusions. Exactly. So uh, I'm going to run you here by one scenario. This is a single woman. Uh, mm -hmm. They just call her Marie. And uh, <laughs> so let's call her Marie. OK, so uh, no, Marie rented a home uh, from January 1st, uh, 2015 to January 1st to 2020. Now, she mm -hmm. purchased that home on January 1st, 2020, and lived in that in that home uh, from uh, until February 1st, 2020. And then on March uh, 1st, uh, 2022, now Marie goes and sells the, the home. Now, this individual, which we're calling Marie, she, she contacted me for consultation because her uh, tax preparer uh, told her she does not qualify. 
And I can mm -hmm. see why, because the individual is looking at, well, she bought it in, in January 1st, 2020. She lived in it one month and mm -hmm. then she sold it two years later. Right. So he's immediately the, the uh, tax preparer is thinking, oh, she does not qualify. However, the way that you'd have to look at this is uh, it is the ownership and the use does not have to be simultaneous uh, uh, or happening at the same time. So Marie mm -hmm. actually qualified because she lived in it uh, from January 1st until uh, January 1st, 2020, January 1st, 2015 until 2020 as a renter and lived uh, in there from January 1st until January, uh, February 1st as a homeowner. But oh, the use of it actually counts. It's the I same location. It. She was first as a renter and now she's a, a, in the homeowner. Now, she owned it from January 1st, 2020 until March 1st, 2022. So she meets both requirements. It's, she doesn't not meet them at the same time. And this is right. a misunderstanding. Right. That I have to use it and own it at the same time, and that's not correct. That's not what the what it says. Is 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 you have to have used it, and you have to have owned it. So, uh, anyways, that was good news for her. She was uh, quite happy to to hear that because otherwise she would have had to unnecessarily pay. Uh, she does have a substantial gain that exceeds the two hundred fifty thousand uh, exclusion. And, but she can use that 250 to at least uh, minimize that, the impact of the tax uh, that she would otherwise have to pay. Yeah, I, I like when you give examples. I think our, our viewers and our listeners can make a better, you know, uh, yeah. it's, it's easier to understand, right? When we put it in an actual example, that's, that's, that's uh, a lot more helpful. I like that. Now, the other scenario that, that came to uh, my desk uh, is, uh, and it's amazing, this is since the last week uh, we talked about the, uh, the next <laughs> one is a married couple. Um, and now uh, what happened in this scenario, let's call them John and Joanne, and they they get married and mm -hmm. uh, they decide uh, immediately after the marriage that, you know, that each one owned their respective homes. And they get married, and now they're deciding. Well, we we don't need two homes, so let's sell one. So sure. they decide to sell John's, and and let's move on into Joanne's home. Now, what happens is that John has has meets all of the requirements prior to marrying Joanne. You know what I mean? So he uh, owns a home, he has lived in it, and so no issues there. Now, in their mind, is that. Uh, they're thinking, well, we can use exclusion, the $500,000 exclusion. He, uh, this couple is expecting uh, over $600,000 in, in gain on that transaction of wow. the sale of the job yeah. home. But they're thinking, oh, well, you know, we can use the exclusion. Unfortunately, uh, it, that's not the case because uh, Joanne has not lived in, in that home uh, mm -hmm. the two years. So, it was it was not a, a the positive result they were looking to validate and they actually in this case their uh tax advisor gave them the right answer they were seeking i think they were seeking uh somebody to counter the 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 uh, the advice that they already had on hand uh, wow. unfortunately, <laughs> yeah unfortunately in this case uh i could not uh you know there, there was no uh, an alternative now what i what i can tell you as far as the educational uh points uh you know because this, this happens quite often. And those are situations where you have, again, two single individuals, each one with the respective home. Now they decide to marry and they got to sell one of the properties. So 
the, 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 the tip I can give you here is that instead of selling immediately, is that you could you could move into one. Uh, you can still rent, and this is something else, a, a misconception that, that people have. I cannot rent and then they, uh, live in it again. You could rent one, live on one. Uh, let's say that they decide, and again, the tax planning. Let's say we're going to sell John's, and so right. let's move into John's home at least for the two years. So mm-hmm. then at least I now I secure the 500000 uh, uh exclusion that is still valid as of today. And I can use that to mitigate uh, or eliminate any gain on that sale. Then I can move back into Joanne's home, uh, which I have been renting, let's say, for two years. And then now we start the process in Joanne's home. Right. Understood. Understood. And would it have made a difference if they were filing as, let's say, married filing uh, separately or... uh... No, that's a good question. Uh, no, now they they don't. Uh, this couple didn't get zero. What happens is that he he can still use two hundred fifty. So, but they mm-hmm. still have to report three hundred fifty thousand dollar gain. So, right. okay. kind of where you're going with this. Uh, yes, each one has <laughs> their own separate two hundred fifty to begin with. Now, okay. what happens is a married couple can take five hundred thousand, but since she did not live in the home uh, for the two years, she can use her yeah. to combine it with his. Understood. Understood. Yes. Yes. So he he still gets something. It's just not the five hundred they were expecting. Understood. They were expecting that five hundred thousand, but then in this case didn't didn't uh, they didn't get the answer they were seeking. But you know, (laughs) I thought that that this is a situation that I think we're going to see a lot uh, on twenty twenty one. Those people still have not filed. Uh, I think you're going to encounter either people that have misunderstandings about the the application. I know that it might seem like a simple thing because people, you know, you Google it and it's all over. The 250, 500,000, the two and five uh, is, is, you know, but there is actually little intricacies within it that can uh, be uh, like a, a minefield for you. You know what I mean? That you think you, you, you actually know and you don't know. You know what I mean? And there's some moments that you qualify and you don't know you qualify and you incorrectly pay tax and when you didn't have to so that's no that those are really really great examples pedro thank you for sharing them love it (laughs) awesome so on my end uh one of the one of the new things that came to my desk and it's uh always those exciting ones and i think you know you know people find me i guess i'm really a master at it um it's the you know cleaning the messy books (laughs) (laughs) yeah um you know um so uh this week um i'm actually uh collaborating with another um cpa that has a client with with the books completely messed up um so the the 2021 books were so bad that Looking at it, it was uh, just literally like accounts receivable were showing on the balance sheet as in the negative. Yep. Um, there was accounts payable showing in the negative. Yeah. So it's like, and already from there, we're like, oh, Correct. Whoa, exactly. Red flags. Massive. Yeah. <laughs> I clean up. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, I, I think a lot of times I'm I'm not sure as business owners what they're looking at. And I don't know if they're ever looking at their financials, but these are simple things that when they look into their financials, these are red flags right away. So imagine yeah. you try to do a tax return, you send that to your tax 
um, accountant. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times the Pedro, I mean, you're the, you're a tax accountant, right? So you would look at this, you're like, well, I can't work 